Today's program was brought to you by Patina Events at Brooklyn Botanic Garden, an idyllic location for weddings, corporate events, and parties of any style. Visit us at patinaevents.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported podcast network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. This year, we're celebrating 10 years of food radio. For the past decade, We've been taking you behind the scenes of farms, restaurants, breweries, school cafeterias, and more. It's been 10 years, and we're just getting started. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Good morning. Good What's morning. that smile, Patrick? Mm. He's happy. He's happy. Everything's good. Look at you. It's sunny. The The graffiti tour is going by with like 30 people. We're on the graffiti We're in the, tour. In the midst of 10 years of uh, Heritage Radio, they say the radio station that brings you behind the scenes <laughs> in food. And then there's this show that brings you into the dirty bathroom. <laughs> It's and true. really shows you what's up. We're I think the that's true. Show. We even, as as co-hosts, we even like to take pictures, you know, uh, with our guests in, in, the, the, in the bathroom. We, we had did, one we this year where Katie. we did that. We this dig deep. Yeah, truth. we're like comedians, you know, they dig deep to be funny. So in case you didn't know, this is the main course OG. I am here in studio with my beautiful co-hosts, Patrick Martins and Brandon Hoy. And let me tell you, he is just really glowing today. Sexy. Are you pregnant? No. <laughs> you do have that glow about you, Do we you, have Patrick. Eric? I, Eric always looks beautiful. I'm here. I'm here, and my beautiful voice is on the line. I How suppose. many layers of flannel are you wearing? Tell me when to stop. Two, oh, three, it's, it's gonna, four, It's going to be a warm one. Five. It's going to be a warm one. So I just three. have one. Oh, uh, just one. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to like get up to uh, 100 degrees in the inland valleys on Friday out here. So, yeah, we're having a bit of a heat wave. Have you hey, premiered heard, your show uh, with Brian? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Uh, we're still trying to, we're, we're planning to get started uh, early October with like recording parts of it. What's the but, first episode? Uh, um, well, we're going to start with uh, um, some, uh, well, actually, we're going to start with the founding of, uh, the, of San Francisco and why the year 1776 is important to the West Coast, too. And it doesn't actually have to do with uh, George Washington sleeping anywhere. Um, <laughs> can we get a but, can we get a sneak peek? What what, what was 1776 oh, out oh, on the West 1776, Coast? 1776. Actually, you can you can call that the birth date of San Francisco. Hmm. Uh, the founding of the site of San Francisco was in 1776. There was one hippie the, in 1776. Yeah, right. He's one still Mexican there. hippie. Yeah, Under a bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one but, thing. He wasn't making soap. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, you guys, not. I heard. I, I heard we have a guest here from my great home state of New Jersey. We yes, do. he's going to come in for the uh, weekly based in a, in a couple minutes. But uh, we're, oh, you know, okay. we, we're we pushing like to the bring, intro. We you like know? we like to bring in Jersey guests for you, Eric. Makes you feel a little oh, bit more connected to us. Otherwise, really? you know. Oh. I'm touched. Yeah, for sure. We know you like to talk about pork roll and, and the Jersey Shore and the Asbury Park Press. So Brandon oh, brought man. up the, the I, anniversary yeah. of Heritage uh, Radio, 10th right. anniversary. 
Yeah, congratulations. So we just added on three people, four or five people. I added Steve Jenkins on, Miriam Burroughs, who wrote that seminal article in the New York Times about Heritage Turkeys, which started Heritage Foods. And of course, and I think, Brandon, you know her, Ariane Batterberry, who's Michael Batterberry's wife. She's a widow now. And she actually, uh, from Food Arts and Food and Wine, two magazines that she founded, introduced us to Katie Kiefer and Dave Arnold, came to the show through the Batterberry family. She's still with Food Arts. Uh, but, uh, you know, just real part of the history. And by the way, they were friends with James Beard, best friends with them and all that. And she took, came why, all the way why, to Brooklyn. Why don't you explain to our listeners what you brought them into? I was about to say the same thing. Because we just had a conversation about how we bring people into the dirty bathroom. And I don't want them to be mistaken <laughs> to think it's to actually, think that, like, you just brought them into the dirty bathroom. What, what exactly did you bring them into? What have they been nominated or inducted into? The Hall of Fame, which mm. is a group of 500 of the most important visionary people who've ever been in the station come into the studio at Roberta's and it's a place to honor them. So there's like a pantheon on the website of these 500 people and it lists all the shows they've ever been on. Now you just nominated two because it's almost the end now. So it's the end and in honor of uh, the Heritage Radio Network's 10th anniversary gala, which is on Monday, November 11th at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. Everyone has sort of pre-nominated uh, their last few people for the year. And um, this way, so that's why Patrick put in so many this week, as did I. I nominated uh, on behalf of the whole network, Lydia Bastianich, uh, who yeah, is the, nice. the yeah. great uh, matriarch of the Bastianich family. Yes. And then we also put in Eric Asimov, the chief wine critic for wow. the New York Times. So He's been on a few right. times and was always very supportive. He was always like, I think what you guys are doing are great. And he yeah. told me he'd come yeah. back on. So we are, we're going to have yeah, him on the main cool. course OG uh, this fall for Man, sure. They're, and they're adding yeah. Wendell Berry, who came into Brooklyn. And, and he doesn't like cities, he always says, but he came all the way here. He was sitting here. I came and said hello. I forget whose show it was on. But uh, they just added him on. So, yeah, some... Heavy hitters. I think the heaviest hitters in the food world have all been here in the past. And 10 I years. believe everyone's, you know, encouraged and invited to come to the gala. So uh, actually, tickets are available at Heritage Radio so Network. No, dot org no, forward slash gala. Nobody asked who I nominated. Oh, who did you nominate? Oh, I didn't know you nominated Guy Fieri. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. He did was he? here with Mario. Yeah. Did he accept? <laughs> Very cool. No, I, I guess did. you don't really have I to accept really to be inducted. Oh. And do you remember know, right? when Davia Nelson Should. brought? Oh, she she's in Fargo. What is her name? Lovely actor, actress. She was oh, in Fargo. Man, I know exactly who you're talking McDermott. about. McDermott. Yeah. Uh, Laura. No. Michael. She, she was in Fargo. She was the cop. Then she won an Oscar for the Five Signs movie. Mm -hmm. Francis. Francis McDormand. Francis, there we go. Good. Thanks, there Matt. You go, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Matt's on fire today. Was that the quick Google, or you just is that uh, your no, favorite I movie? Waiting, I was waiting you guys out, see if you figured it out yourself. She but. came. She was here. I mean, real awesome. I don't. I, I love it. I love that. Uh, it. I don't know. It's a it's a shared space. Everybody's sort of in the same platform when they come in here, and uh, obviously, we're always honored to have big names, but. It's, I don't know. Well, we got a new guest in here. Do we want to? Do we want to like? Yeah, for sure. Do, do this. So, I, I mean, I was going to first ask you about why you're going to Gowanus after the show. Uh, I am going to Gowanus. Beautiful. So dump, Gowanus you're dumping too. a few things. Yeah, I have. I have a lot of uh, <laughs> fifty gallon drums filled with just weird stuff. Oil. 
Yeah. No, and, oil, please. That's not even weird enough. Trust me. I got some weird stuff in these drums. And, and I'm just going to just pull up in my Chevy truck and just kind of just kick them out with my foot out the, out the back. <laughs> I, uh, Why not? I, Ann and I play a game of things we would see coming down the Guanas Canal that we would not go get. Like the, that you would not holy save? Holy Grail. Oh. You know, we would be like, nah, it's all right. The yeah. Holy Grail. Like, a, so like, a, canoe, like a canoe full of gold. You'd just yeah. be like, eh, you know what? I'm just going to let that pass by. <laughs> I, our kids. We would go in for our kids. That's now, it. do you feel the same way about the Hudson River? No, I'd swim in the Hudson River. Would Hudson, you? People Hudson, sw- swim in the Hudson River. Hudson River's got some pretty clean parts. It's a river. It's moving. It's not a staid body of water. All right. I mean, I've been dying to take jet skis. I'll, I'll tell you. On I'll the tell Hudson you. or the East the River. The Gowanus is pretty gross, but the Newton Creek or the Newtown Creek. Yeah. Ooh, People man. die just by living near there. Yeah, totally. So you could like the fumes like burn your eyes. It's really unfair that those companies did that to that community. I mean, people have high cancer rates there. Well, I, I want to welcome our special guest who's here for the weekly based with us this week. We have Chef Matt Ruzga of the Fox and Falcon in South Orange, New Jersey. I was going to sort of segue, you know. House. Double, we doubled down on New Jersey today. We've got Eric Koss on the line who grew up in New Jersey right. and is now out in Alameda. But I was going to say, I mean, right. you know, people talk a lot of shit about New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. It's always. Uh, but, but also, I, but also I think we, we know one thing about people on this. Like, people are stupid. We've like, that's why we're here on this show. Right. right. To expose people. Because we were we require stupid people to listen. <laughs> I mean, our whole customer our whole customer base has to be <laughs> yes, stupid, exactly. right? Ignorant or stupid, one of the two. Matt, are you originally from New Jersey? <laughs> yes, born and raised, Freehold, New Jersey. Wow. Yes. And now you're back to your Jersey Home roots. Of the boss. Oh, oh really? Oh. Does the he only still live there? Boss. No, I think he lives in Colts Neck. Okay. Yes, I think that's massive- right. Ranch or something. I don't know. Colts Neck is yeah. like the home of the, the you horse farm. You would see him downtown, Freehold. Just walking around. I'll I tell like you. That. I'll tell you. One of my best uh, memories of when I first moved to New York. It, was, it had to have been like 2001. Uh, there was a bar in Soho called Milady's, mm-hmm. and it was close to where I worked at the Thompson Hotel. And I was I was there just having a Budweiser with the chef, and it was just me and chef. And the boss just came and sat right next to us and fucking ate a hamburger, <laughs> but just like devoured it like ketchup everywhere he was just yeah. like he didn't care at all he just like came sat down just like smashed a hamburger and a beer and was like cool i'm out it was mm-hmm. it was impressive well, i mean it was also pre-social was media so he had way no, way before no social. risk of someone you know spotting no, totally. him looking like shit he didn't care yeah he well, also okay. strikes me as that guy, and I'm exactly the same way. I aspire to be like him if, if he is like this. You know that 1%, all the, the boards of directors, the Goldman Sachs people, they're very wealthy, they're very successful, their house filled with art, and yet I could not want to hang out with them less I and talk about those things in those ways and all that stuff. I would much prefer to be with the carpenters, the workers, the chefs, yeah. the people in the basements. and I just feel more comfortable. I feel there's less pretense and there's less performance maybe of trying to be a certain maybe way. that's why people identify with him yeah. The well, boss. yeah he was the voice of those people and i think like i yep. think he was very class. hey he was in touch with that he was in touch with that feeling and he understood what these people's struggles were and he had a way to like kind of summarize it distill it and give it back to the people uh and and those people loved him forever for it there's that movie out right now, right? That he he actually influenced somebody in India or something like that, and like totally changed his life. And, mm-hmm. 
don't know. Yeah, yeah no, that was a People identify with his message everywhere. I wonder if he agreed with the making of that movie. <laughs> or if I like that. Patrick's like, that was a movie, yeah. yeah no, Did I, it go so straight I, to VHS? Like right now, I think. Went straight to airplane. I don't think they made VHS. Oh, wow. But um, All right, we're going to yeah. jump into our, our segment, The Weekly Based, and we always open this with our round-robin question. Speaking of burgers, Brandon, good segue. Next Wednesday, uh, the 18th of September, is International Cheeseburger Day. Woo! In honor of this very important Felt. day, we have a juicy question for you. What's your best hamburger? Lowbrow, highbrow, meat, toppings. How do you do it? Um, yeah, am I starting on this? Sure, Brandon, hey, go I'm for a, it. I'm, I'm from California, so so I like uh-huh. I like a thin patty. like In and out? Cheese. I mean, I love in and out. I, that style of hamburger, I don't, I don't want to say that that's the best one, but I like that style of hamburger. Mm-hmm. My Chef- favorite bar- right. bar- yeah. burger is PJ Clark's, the one on 53rd and... Third, love it. Yeah, which is a thick, which is like a thick, meaty. I like the meaty. I'm into the thick and meaty. Uh, Yeah, I think I need need a nice eight ounce patty. Oh, sorry. Yeah, for sure. So where where do your favorite? Do you make a burger at Fox? We do make a burger, and we sell a million of them. So what is it? Uh, Brisket? Is it your own thing? We get it from Plymouth, so they're patted already. Eight ounce, Cabot, cheddar, lettuce, tomato when they're in season. Mm-hmm. I saw you put pickles, pickles as a standard. Pickles from the Pickle King in Patterson, New Jersey. Nice. He calls himself. I'll tell you one thing about hamburgers, King. though. I have not met a burger that I didn't like. So that I say that Seriously. I like the thin patty doesn't exclude the fact <laughs> that that <laughs> just sounded delicious. I love hamburgers. Like me it too. Is, Favorite it is food. One of, yeah. I don't like oh, yeah. tomatoes on me burgers too. most of the time because I feel the wetness, juiciness bleeds into the and meat. and they slide out too. On yes. if there's lettuce, it just how do you feel about very thin bacon on a burger? Not necessarily if it's a great burger. All right. Yeah, definitely not. not but I not love required, onion. But big, thick, you know, yeah, I onion. might go with, yeah. uh, I'd definitely start with a patty for, of like uh, Hearst Ranch beef, I would think, you know? And uh, put that on the grill. Shameless promotion here. You're a real man of the <laughs> oh, people. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> You're a real. Those burgers are damn good. Bruce Springsteen of the burger. You're really world. tempting the New Yorkers, who I'm pretty sure cannot get a hold of a Hearst Ranch. Will you buy Brownie. a Vanderbilt burger also <laughs> in an emergency? Exactly. I, wait, and so for me, I, I used to like my burgers rare. I've definitely moved more to that like medium rare, maybe even medium depending even on Even a well done burger is good. Okay, a well done burger is good if it's the really thin patties and the condiments are right. A well done thick burger, forget mm-hmm. it. It's like a hockey no, puck. No, man, that's not my, that's like one of my least favorite things. Like once you get into the like over six ounces and it starts to get well done it's like it's, it's like cement in your mouth you're like yeah. i feel like i'm chewing for too long how what is your burger is it a private blend here at roberta's yeah what you think i'm gonna give it up to you no right no, now? no, no on, but man. someone has a <laughs> wait yeah. it may have I short deep ip i got lawyers working on this shit no. i know it has short rib in it or br- it does i, I, I it does have short rib that. in it you're right it you can taste the short rib you can taste the meats in the burger Mm-hmm. If it goes overboard, or not overboard. If it goes a little bit, it's actually it's got it's got quite a bit of sh- a short rib. That's why you do you do taste it. But also, like hey, you know, and I don't want to speak for Carlo, but he was like looking for he wanted it to taste like meat. And I think like sometimes the opposite is said when you're like mixing burger meat. Sometimes people are just trying to get it to to like be the carrier of everything else. Yeah, they're looking for but texture, texture, of, yeah. 
meat flavor. But meat flavor, I, it's meat. I, meat flavor. I mean, yeah. Carlo also loves a, dry, a nice dry aged burger mm-hmm. too, which is you know another complex flavor that you could add. I to could it. only eat like half of one uh, of those. Though. We went to our Kansas City slaughterhouse, and he said, "Taste this burger," and we're like, "It's not as good as the burger we buy from you for our mail order customers." He's like, "Everything is the same. It's just the pacifier. The meat was this way. It wasn't this way. It was horizontal instead of vertical, and that changed the taste. I mean, it, it made the burger mm-hmm. not." as appealing it didn't and have hold in the same, same way too yep. the texture completely Your changed the exact go with it it's yeah. amazing a good burger is the best well matt we got you here from new jersey barely, barely. by the skin of your teeth barely let's talk b and t 24 mile drive <laughs> as the crow flies a minute two hours hour by 40 car. minutes oh <laughs> yeah no this is not the time to be on the road no terrible let's talk b and t Bridge and tunnel. You actually had to take both to get here. Is there a difference between New Jersey and Long Island bridge and tunnel people? And tell us a little bit about your connection to B and T. Or you, or that you don't. Well, want I mean, to be I, associated. I guess I technically am B and T, right? I do take train or tunnel or that's true bridge or. But I guess there's a there's always a uh, you, you have a you have an image in your mind of what B and T looks like what is it it's funny because that image for me like like it's like still like a 70s image like i think of like mine's goomba and blonde yeah totally like i still have this like early 80s like like mullet guy (laughs) with like (laughs) with like a mustache that looks like he drew it on with like eyeliner and like yeah like totally open like maybe like an irock or like a a trans am or an irock probably I see it as a guy in like in a, in a big slow car. He gets into a fight outside the Holland Tunnel. Joey's He's all bloody. He's got to go into a bathroom and it's a nice bathroom. So he has a meal there too. He calls the family. They eat there. <laughs> <laughs> what is the 2019 B and T person? I mean, people who B and T is a Friday Saturday night phenomenon, yeah. right? We call and them aliens. Only from Long yeah. Island and New Jersey. So on that note, I kind of think like Westchester and Connecticut are, even though they are theoretically the out-of-town people also, they're sort of like removed from this B&T category. I don't think they are. And I, and no? I think this is, I don't, I don't actually think they are because this is the reality of the situation. Most of these people are children of people who probably lived in New York City at some point. True. So what happens, right? Like a lot of these people, they come here, they, they come to New York City, they make their living, they get their stuff, they make a little bit of money, they have some kids and then they go back out. Like then those people have kids and then those kids are like, I want a taste of that life. And that's usually what the B and T crowd is. They're the they're like the the kids of people who probably lived here at some point. Yeah. And they're looking for their taste of it too. And then they're gonna come yeah. here after they get out of high school or college and they're gonna do their time here and then they're gonna move back out. I think the cycle just keeps on continuing. That's the suburb. So B and T people are not negative. That happens yeah, all over the place. I was gonna say, that I was like gonna say out here in in California, we have this concept of the super commuters, which are people who drive more than two hours to get to the Bay Area for a job. And some of these people are, you know, r- literally the working class people that make the Bay Area work because they can't afford to live here. So they work w- or they live way out in the valley and they drive several hours to get here. Wait, wait, like wait. One wait. accident. What's way life. out in the valley? Come on, bud. Out, I'm serious. <laughs> like, like Vallejo? Modesto and stuff like oh, that. Oh, Modesto. Like yeah. Stockton and, yeah, Stockton. you know, these yeah, places that are like So it's interesting. Away. You're skewing towards more of like the working class in your B&T yeah. 
thought or mentality. Definitely. For me, it's a little bit of, as you said, the Friday, Saturday night people who maybe are coming to like the clubbier restaurants or like Matt used to work at Del Posto, oh, yeah. I think. And I was going to segue here to uh, post Labor Day, pre Labor Day, but like oh, yes. the clientele changes, I think. Well, Is there well, a lot more sure. B&T? Here's the different dynamic between California, between Eric's reality and our reality is is there when you get money, you you move closer to this stuff. Like it's more expensive closer. Like so Marin and San Francisco itself or even, you know, even Indeed. Oakland at this point. Here, yeah, the difference yeah. is, is you make some money and you're like, ah, I'm going to go live in Long Island where I could get this huge house or I'm going to live you in New Jersey. Out. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Like, <laughs> like, it doesn't I don't have to live in garbage. So a lot of times <laughs> the, the opposite happens. You make a little bit of money and you're like, I'm going to go live this like nicer life. I'm going to get out of here. Give, give my give my kids a better school. Like, uh, you know, a little bit of room to run around. So sure. then I think that's a place the, where they're like, Daddy, the I want to go to the pharmacy. Can you drive me? Those are the kids. Daddy, that were, those are the kids that we're getting. We're not getting the like working class parents, right. kids. Right. We're getting the, yeah. the children yeah. of the, ones, of pri- yeah. the privileged yeah. who are like expect, you know, they're like, you know, they're expected everything. They, they, they know what they want. They probably have a little sense of entitlement. I'm fascinated and I, I, I can't make any intelligent conclusions about it by cultures and communities that live right next to a massive gravitational pull. So like Canada, Mexico, New Jersey, Long Island, they're right on the edges of like Manhattan and all that. So Canada like, as a whole, co- as a whole well, country, as a whole, <laughs> as a whole country, he's like, yeah. Canada just has to sit there and look at us. Mexico too. They're just sitting around looking at America being like, no. we're so close to this we, gravitational we pull. Like How do we get out of it? I know. I mean, it's an Americanized thing. I mean, they have NBA franchises and all that, but I mean, to be near, I think Long Island is an interesting community. It's millions and millions of people. Who live right next to Manhattan on the other side. At least in Jersey, they're still connected to the rest of the country. Long Island is like a cocoon. It's weird. Anyway. Sorry, I have no conclusions about about Staten Island. Wow, so that was was my question. To me, they're kind of B&T also. Staten Staten Island. Island Firemen and police. Have you ever hung out in Staten Island? Mm, No. It's pretty awesome. Yeah? It's very suburban. Great pizza. Snug Harbor. Great pizza. I've only I've gone to the beaches there because they're like not that's you know it's not as crazy usually in the summertime. Then there's that old uh, was it Jamestownville the old like village from eighteen something that they barely touch and I went to a jug band there and like a it was like six degrees outside and there was one little stove from the streets of Shaolin and you're just freezing. Listen to a jug band drinking cider. It's like the weirdest thing, but it's. Like only in Staten Island would you probably find that. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that's actually, so certain communities, when they make some money, it, it is like, I'm going to go buy a big house in Staten Island and have the city there when I want it. And Jersey and all its, you know, Jersey yeah. Shore beaches when I want it. But like, I'm going to have a big house and I'm going to show my money. I yeah. don't know. Well, there's also what the what do you call them? Bennies is what they call them on the Jersey Shore. Uh, is that right? Totally. Well, I don't yeah, remember what right. it stood for. It's like before Essex County something something like. Oh, really? I there's think, a, I think it was an acronym. acronym. Yeah. I, think I so. thought it was just an insult. Uh, you know, like, maybe it wasn't an insult. Maybe I, don't know. Down there. Maybe I always thought there was an acronym. Well, yuppie was an insult too, and that had that was definitely an acronym. That was an insult. So, uh, hey, we're what? developing the world's best buffet here on the View. I mean, the main course OG. What are your two most important buffet stations? Funny you might ask, Whoopi. <laughs> no, that's Joy. No, Joy. That's yeah. right. Sorry. So, uh, 
What are your two or three most important buffet stations in a buffet? Like, you're creating the is world's it, best buffet. Boy. Is it breakfast, brunch, dinner? Dinner. What are we talking here? Dinner. Yeah, a dinner okay. buffet. Right. Not dinner buffet. Well, you got to have some kind of pasta dish in there, right? No, I think I think That's a like huge roast. Brandon, can we get yeah, a? Can I'm, we a get I'm a prime rib. I'm prime a prime rib, rib Thumbs guy. down on that one. A prime rib, I'm I'm good. That was so Alabama. I was definitely gonna throw in like a pork roll, egg, and cheese station. Where oh, my friends oh, had that nice. at their wedding at like 1 a.m. and it was oh, there was a line. Oh, I'm into that. It was awesome. Any Actually, late night food provided at weddings, I'm into. You that. You guys brought up pork roll. I gotta I gotta mention this. I found this thing the other day. Are you familiar with Ivan Ramen Slurp Shop yes. on 11th Avenue? And they have this julienne pork roll on their ramen. Did you see that? It's uh, a pork roll that I've never seen before. I just kind of Googled pork roll the other day and came across it. Uh, Eric, I think you need to come visit and, pork roll. and, and drown yourself. Julian pork in, roll. I think I actually have seen it. And he has it He has it at some other ones, too. Um, he has many ramen shops. All right, so would you have a, rom, would you have a ramen idea. station at the World's Best Buffet? I would have also a very fast cocktail bar. A fast cocktail bar like and a massive primary. If I could only have two stations, I would want control of that. I hope someone would take on a charcuterie station, but I have to leave Ooh. that to someone else. Quick cocktails, not where you have to wait 15 minutes I, to I get just, a drink. I just, like, there's just something about a buffet that automatically makes me think that it can never be the best just because it's a buffet. Yeah. You're just like, it's just, like, we've, ar- we've already, like, but we're starting I, from last place usually here. Bad. We're starting from last place here. <laughs> and then mediocre. Yeah. But and does, then we're, like, working our way up to something that's, like, ed- halfway edible. That people right? does, have to walk but to But does graze. buffet mean it's pre-made, or can things be made to order quickly as you say patrick like a little a chef but then it's a not band. a buffet i know but I, I love egg stations at breakfast buffets yeah but, but, but they then, have to be then like let's talk to about order. egg stations here right. like uh we're talking about a buffet i think that i think it's like shape it's like the the like the um, shaping dishes, shaping yeah, dishes under sterno, and, you know, sterno right. uh, yeah. it's I mean, like on sterno yeah all right so can we have a carving station yeah that's like, a, that's what know? i meant with brandon with the prime rib Big, yeah. massive carving station, guys. Yeah, we need big, thick slices. I'll be honest with you, like, it, like all of the 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 buffets that I remember going to, like, I'm usually just going straight to the carving station. I'm like usually finding bread and going straight to a carving <laughs> and make, station, and, make a sandwich, yeah. and like horse seeing if they got like horseradish, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm just making no. sandwiches, yeah. like. <laughs> Like, as you walk by, like pasta overcooked, broccoli is gray, yeah, not green anymore. Exactly. Uh, you just keep going. Exactly. Almost everything else, you want it to be made fresh. It's like I don't want vegetables. The best like, buffet, I don't want though, vegetables. to me, if I had to do one, is churrascarias. Those Brazilian ones. Those buffets are all out. Hearts of palm, mm-hmm. shrimp, great, and there's high volume, so people are eating a lot of it. It's I love like that at the churrascaria. <laughs> you just mentioned the two non-meat items. Well, well you know what's funny is you're right. <laughs> like those are the best items. Like pickled things. Yeah, yeah. Like things that are already like preserved in a way where True. they're not going to like their freshness isn't like you're so, not worried about so jardinera like things like that you're probably are your best things to have out there so for the chefs in the room or you know me just a good eater what's the one ingredient you absolutely cannot skimp on the thing that must be top of the line for your menu always is it a certain spice a certain ingredient matt um dry pasta dry pasta yes. oh really you can't yeah. skimp on that no it has to be uh, we get it from wherever I've been. We use Marcelli imports it, and it's either Zaccagni or Massarelli. By far the best I've I've had. I mean, uh, Felicetti is really good too. Mm-hmm. So I no matter what that. the price, you're just like, well, I guess the price went up. I'm still buying it. Don't care. 
<laughs> it a, is true. There's a there there's a significant <laughs> drop off from like really good pasta to just like kind of what you can get from because you can any cook Dechecco perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's still Dechecco. It's still Dechecco, and it's dried too quick and it's smooth and. It just lacks texture. Yeah. It like doesn't have any like real pasta texture. We bought a body. pasta by the case by, from Renato at Buy a Pasta. Yeah, because the other pastas were just so terrible. What about you guys at Roberta's? Is there one thing, item that where food cost does not matter? You're just paying it. it? Well, there's probably two, right? Like flour, flour. You can't, you can't skip on flour. Like everything we do here is mm-hmm. done is done with flour. Like both in the pizzeria and the bakery. And the other thing would be um, cheese curd, because like mm. the quality of the curd is the quality of the mozzarella. So like when you're making mozzarella, if you're like if you're skimping at, if you're skimping anywhere down that process, like it's going to be bad. I would say those are the two things. I mean, you know, we don't skimp anywhere, M- meat especially. It's like, oh, you you but, but, but for, for us, that's the crucial things, yeah. yeah, the crucial it's things fun. for us is definitely the, 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 I mean, that's what, what we make our living off of. It's funny with us. If someone has a very rare breed, like so rare that we're like, Oh my God, you raised that Barbados lamb on pasture. Just <laughs> ship us 10. They're like, you want another price? We're like, we don't care. We don't care. We yeah. need 10 or Patrick's 50. answer to this question is just breed. That, yeah. That's what he's like. Well, no, we'll do know, it. I, I really think that the meat makes can make or break a meal, seriously. We were just talking about how we went to this one place and we had this great chicken sandwich, right? And the chicken sandwich the first time was awesome. But then the next time we went back, like, we got one little piece that was, like, a little bit grisly or something. And then we were like, you know what? That sandwich wasn't that good. And we didn't end up going back there again. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, if I have one experience rip. with the meat, I, I'm, like, worried. So what is your favorite meat-focused cuisine? If you had to pick a meat-focused cuisine to eat a lot of barbecue, churrascaria, steakhouse, Mongolian barbecue, which I know is Emily's, burger joint, hot dog cart, like what's your favorite like 100% meat meal? I think it's got to be barbecue for me. Certain, yeah, what certain kind? style? Um, I'm, I'm really into the Carolina. I love the vinegar. Oh, me too. That's yeah. my favorite. But there's not I, I would my mine wouldn't be I, I'm like I would probably go like you know the Argentinian like mm-hmm. yeah steak on an open fire pit. yeah it's like steak with a side of sausage and like maybe some sweetbreads and like uh, blood sausage it's like and then maybe there might be room for a potato or something in there <laughs> but just like maybe you know meat with a side of meat with a side of meat just to nap. help digest so now no, you're so, going to say mongolian grill you and dennis whenever a mongolian grill opens you're there wherever it is in the country yesterday i was telling uh patrick that my husband dennis is very devastated that all of the actually in new jersey and in, in i think it was milburn there used to be this place called like jp lee's and he was trying to take me there for 10 years and i refused and then it closed and he's been talking about it ever since but all the like stir fry you know make your own you pick from a buffet Mm -hmm. as we've spoken of buffets all day you pick from a buffet and you put your vegetables and your raw poultry and everything and then you give it to the guy and you pick your sauce and i don't know maybe there's a reason that not many of them exist anymore maybe there was health hazards but patrick and i were saying there used to be like the back of delis in the city you could do the like make your own stir fry. Maybe all there was There's a reason why that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. I guarantee you. Yeah. All the right. Mongolian yeah. was Mon- big. Mongolia Mongolia. barbecue was a was a chain too. We had it in Ann Arbor. It was all over the Midwest. You figured that I'm, we're gonna. I'm gonna meet. guess that Eric's is hot dogs, like dirty dogs. Oh, he's just like you know, full on would, hot dog dude. 
That's so funny. I was going to give a shout out to Chili, you know, because I recently had a Chili dog. Um, and, uh, you know, Just I was like, chili. Wait, that's your there favorite. could have been a bean or an, or an onion in there. So that might have violated the whole thing. So I don't know. That's your favorite uh, meat focused cuisine, Chili. Oh, on anything? yeah. I was, it's kind of amazing. Well, I mean, you could do so much with Chili. I thought yeah, you it was put it on a hamburger, you, you know? put it on a hot dog, put it on nachos. That's a hard question. You guys always put me on the spot with these questions. I mean, God. Hey, we, we give a rough outline the day before. You should be ready with these. That doesn't these. mean I, I, could, I could, you know, discern an answer. But, uh, yeah, it's okay. All um, right, well, I'll how about this it. question that you've probably never thought about ever? So um, yeah. Matt, uh, our guest here, likes to hike and, and goes hiking in New Jersey sure. with his dog and his son and maybe your wife, nice. too. What's your ideal hiking food? It's much easier with just the dog. Just the dog. Yeah. Okay. Hiking I hope food? you're going to say hot soup. Uh, I know that feeling. Like hot soup. Probably like a beer and some like, <laughs> almonds or something. Like something a easy. A beer. Something All you right. can just carry around. And, you know, the dog yeah. likes to go and just chase the ball. and bring, She's very good. She brings it back. You throw it, bring it back. Like it's just, what kind of dog? Yeah, my kids don't some do that. Some kind of mutt. We, we, we adopted her from Brooklyn Badass Animal Rescue. Oh, that's actually the name of the, the company? Yeah. Brooklyn Badass? Badass Animal. No, she's, it looks like she might be like a whippet and oh, okay. something else. She's like 52 pounds, oh, cool. very muscular. And, you know, she's a little crazy, but she's a rescue dog. I mean, Do the, Is there yeah. a DNA in me or DNA 23 for dogs? Probably. Like, Why not? There should be. Honestly, I think you, just, I think you, just, you, you better get on that right, right away, bud. What if you submitted the saliva sample and just like didn't tell 23 and me you were sending back a, a dog sample? A I'm dog like, sample. And Sniffy is not from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> he has no mm. Scottish roots. <laughs> I think we should do that. At least we'll, we, we should, should send that. in That'd one animal. Experiment. Yeah, totally. Just so we take him one answer on this on this round. All right, what's, round your, table. what's your answer? I, I agree. I think nuts. I, I like. Think. I'm nuts. I'm, I would. I'm not yeah. as much on the almonds. I'd probably be a cashew or a mixed bag of nuts. It's just but, you just exactly. put in your pocket. Trail yeah. Mix. yeah, trail mix. Yeah. You just need something that like that. You're not like bringing your like your thermos in your backpack with your. I'm you bringing know, your, hot soup. I'm bringing this soup. massive heavy contraption that on I a, carry really, out, really. and then we on have a like communal soup for hikes and huh. mountain climbing. I think a hot oh, soup. A you really look like first a mountain all, climber. First of all, I guarantee Patrick's never mountain climbed ever. And what he considers mountain climbing, most people just call a walk. <laughs> Park slope. Well, and probably some beef jerky. You know, you oh, got yeah, great, yeah. Jerky. great call. Get, jerky. Get That's right a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so has anything changed? That's our last question. Then we'll go to break. But has anything really changed in Labor Day? I mean, somehow there's this rite of passage, Labor Day, everything's starting. It's the holidays. Patrick dared me to wear white it's, today. I <laughs> want to say no, but I think it's huge. Like psychologically. Yeah. It's a major cultural shift at the Jersey Shore. My parents live down there. Yeah, definitely. And it's like a light switch, dude. It's like 100,000 people leave on one day. Why? It's, it's global like warming. It's like 100 place. degrees here. It's based on school. It's yeah. like it it's like it almost is. all primarily based on school. People have to go back. Also, like yep. jobs are more lenient on like mm -hmm. what how what the hours are, especially in, in yeah, August. Yeah. Like all of August, people are just like more lenient on their workers and all this stuff. And then September hits and everyone expects that you're back to the shit. It's like well, and they expect it's a, there's a there's a wall because everyone needs you to come back. It's that yeah. time. Everyone's back in school. Things get busy. Restaurants get busy. Everything gets busier in September. So yeah. you're just expected yeah. to like 
fall in line. There's no more reservations for the bridge and tunnel people, though. After <laughs> after they that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. it's funny. Yeah, I don't even know why, but I called most of the chefs this week versus just like, or many of them versus. It's because you were trying to sell a goat for Goattober. Yeah, and there's just all this stuff. I was trying to sell turkeys already, and what about ducks and geese? And even though that's on December twentieth, you know, all of a sudden Labor Day signifies the next end. Is so news. you're the asshole who starts decorating for for the holidays, like we have a like Christmas right sale. after late, like you're like already putting out the Halloween stuff. I've already wait, bought your present. Did there's I tell, already Christmas stuff up. Did I tell that, you guys now that's that? Just wait, crazy. there's a Macy's. Newport Mall, Jersey City. So my brother-in-law is 2020. They already have Christmas trees. My brother-in-law works for Macy's corporate, <laughs> yeah. and he's been stationed in Jersey City for the last two yeah. weeks. They are staging. They use one store per year. It's always this one. I don't think they explain very well to the residents what the hell's going on there's christmas music there are christmas trees every display is mm. christmas oriented and now it's up through the rest of the year yeah. it's their like store where they do all their testing they take all the photos to send it out to the rest of the country but it is christmas no in Jersey City. Already. so you're not being littered with hanukkah stuff I'll, ask, I'll call, uh, I'll call I Sean. I have to I'll, say, I'll like, good on Hanukkah for not, like, jumping the gun. You never see, like, Hanukkah before Ever. Thanksgiving. No, I you don't hear I, You don't hear the dreidel song? No, nah, like, I mean, it's just, like, it's just, it's just, it just doesn't happen. It's, like, you don't see everything, like, littered in blue and silver before, like, November. It's, like, they wait. Like, you know, it's... You just gotta, you, know, you just gotta hold tight, and and you maybe it's also because Hanukkah holiday. changes. Maybe it fluctuates a little. What do you bit. mean it changes? The dates are not set every year. Yeah, mm. but you know it's around Christmas ish. So hey, uh, you know, what's the before I, we go to break? What's on the Alameda Sun cover? Your weekly thirty-five thousand oh. circulation newspaper. Well, I just want to say that the paper coming out this week is going to make something like $13,000 in revenue, which I'm pretty proud of. That's like, a, you know, well exceeding the minimum amount we need to make to stay open. And uh, Congratulations. So, yeah. like, an excellent Note week for self, us. Eric and is poor. I, I have a theory about this uh, that um, every year around this time, it just gets busier. And partly, I guess, because school is back in. Um, but you can you can almost bank on the fact that September and October are going to be the best months of the year for us. And the reason why I think that is, I I believe it must have something to do with like the harvest. Like, isn't this like the most plentiful time of year when sure we have is. the most stuff or something like that? And so there's a lot more money and like uh, you know stuff to go around. I so. thought you were going to equate it to uh, like Vogue September issue. It's yeah. always twice as thick as all the other magazines That's with true. advertisements. Right. Well, you know, I wish it could be like that, but our paper hovers around 12 to 14 pages, and it's always been that way. And uh, I just, you know, I don't see my paper getting smaller because I started small, and it just it only just keeps getting bigger. So. I keep reversing the trends of everything they say in all of the mainstream media by just slowly, incrementally increasing my tiny little newspaper. And last week I got six new subscribers. That's great. Which for me is unusual. So so the front page says September rules. Is that it? September 12th. No, I'm sorry. Okay, so front page, what can I give you? What can I give you? We had a guy uh, who was actually in the NFL living here in Alameda who was arrested for stealing cell phones. Whoa. Who was yeah. it? What was his name? He, I was on the, he was on the Colts most recently. Um, he sounds like a cornerback, a defensive you need to, player. He's picking things uh, off. You need to get him off your fantasy team, Brandon. Right away. Isaiah, Isaiah Langley, just released by oh. the Colts because he was arrested. You lose him, and you lost Alameda Antonio Police Brown. Department was part of it. 
Yeah. That's oh, amazing. and the Antonio Brown thing, that's even better because the guy who is going to replace Antonio Brown on the Raiders. Keelan Doss from Alameda. Keelan Doss is an Alameda native. That's Boom. amazing. What a great story. Are you picking yeah, him up see? for your team? I might. I might. I got. Yeah. I got he Williams, might not but. be as good as AB. He might be a better person, but All right. he is a he is a fantastic player. He's probably not as good as AB, but but this is a great story. This is a young kid out of Alameda that's like getting yep. a chance to play on his like team that he grew up being a fan of. It's always a good story yeah. when you get a local it's, kid that gets to like show up and show out for for his family and his friends and, and meanwhile belichick yeah. and brady and Kraft are showing themselves who they really it's are like, they're just always it's associated like, uh, it's with like shit, new it's like guys. patriots equal some sort of like cheating. sexual misconduct yeah sexual and, like, misconduct cheating, cheating. Right? yeah and trump yeah, yeah that's totally. it the patriots like what trump, are the patriots really misconduct. stand for yeah <laughs> they're like we this don't really we don't, what are, what's your stance on women ah we don't really have no a stance comment on women. yeah no, no comment, comment. Yeah, no comment. Yeah. That's not for us. And, so, and for the record, the Oakland Raiders actually have their practice field here in Alameda. It's within the city borders of Alameda. So a lot of times they report from outside the headquarters of the practice field, and they say, reporting from Alameda, you know, on the news, the TV news. That's nice. awesome. Have you ever yeah. been perched out in front of the... <laughs> Of the practice oh. facility, just waiting for that one that one grab of a uh, uh, a butt, a hot take, me, <laughs> a hot take, a b grabbing no. some butt. No, I have uh, dedicated employees who do that kind of thing for me, or volunteers, or whatever. Yeah. What are you like, the guy from Not the me. Heart of Darkness, Marlon Brando, sitting on the throne? <laughs> I mean, what do you? I you never go out. I don't chase after ambulances or anything like that. I just sit here in my office and pull my my little strings. That's true. When I saw him, he had the complexion of powder. Remember that that movie Powder? Oh, he yeah. was completely white. You never get out. You have to get out. Live. You said it's a hundred degrees. Go out in the sun. Put we, on an extra thing. We're gonna, flannel, another flannel layer. We're going to take out. a quick break. Put your face in the sun for 30 seconds. All right. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back after the break uh, with Matt Ruska and the main course OG. Are you enjoying this show? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. I'm Luke Griffin, and I'm the host of Bushwick Podcast. Each week, we share the remarkable stories of how artists, activists, and entrepreneurs collide in Bushwick, a special Brooklyn neighborhood that's changing faster by the day. You can find Bushwick Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. Patina Restaurant Group offers unparalleled service in New York's most iconic locations, including Lincoln Center, Rockefeller Center, and Macy's Herald Square. Patina is also the exclusive caterer at Brooklyn Botanic Garden. From meetings and presentations in the glass-walled atrium, to galas in the renovated palm house, and intimate wedding showers at Yellow Magnolia Cafe, your event will be perfectly imagined and customized at Brooklyn Botanic Garden. You can also enjoy a la carte brunch and lunch at the picturesque Yellow Magnolia Cafe overlooking Lilypool Terrace. Executive chef Morgan Jarrett's unique menu offers warm, distinctive cuisine with a focus on local vegetables, grains, and sustainably sourced meats and fish. All right, and we're back. Patrick, were you doing karaoke in the middle of the break? I did do karaoke time after time in Nashville. You were there, and I think I... I 
got great acclaim. You're really lucky that I didn't send that to uh, our lovely engineer, Matt, to Why? Uh, play. Why? Is it, was I, mean, I we, not we, good? We can play it next week. Was I good? But only if we can run the video on the website, I was not too. good. I can tell. <laughs> I hate karaoke. Oh, really? So... Hate it. My friends put me on the list once, and I just left the bar. Oh really? Oh, really? Up next is Matt. Like, nope, I'm leaving. Just oh, walked out the door. So that would be me. <laughs> Patrick, on the other hand, was a really good sport. This guy in a in an old dive bar in in East Nashville. Hugged Hugged you, welcomed you, said he was excited to have New Yorkers in the house. He told us that uh, Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman had been in this particular bar. It was called Franz Eastside Tavern. Times. Oh, separate times. I don't know. Were they together? No, they're. They're married still. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not divorced. And uh, Patrick sang two songs. Right. And I think when someone puts you on the spot like that, to step up and do it what is was it, awesome. time after time? And Midnight Train to Georgia, an Ooh, easy one. Nice. But Midnight Train to Georgia voices. really needed some <laughs> harmonization. So the guy who ran the like karaoke, you know. Kind of like Eric Koss comes in and saves like a tangent that I'm on. He's like, hey, rein it back in. That guy helped me. He, yeah, this, this guy did backup vocals for Patrick. All right, so no nice. karaoke, but uh, we no are... So I, I have to say we are broadcasting live on Heritage Radio Network from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, this is the main course OG. And we have Matt Ruzka in studio with us. You are the executive chef of the Fox and Falcon I in am. South Orange, New Jersey. Correct. And um, before that, you were at Del Posto as the chef de cuisine. Executive sous Executive chef. Executive sous chef. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. I was what, there. Three years I was there. What was it like working at Del Posto? And who were your mentors there? And what did you live, learn from him or her? Del Posto is definitely like Disney World. Everything is clean and shiny. And everybody takes care of everything properly. And it's very well manicured. And it's an oil. It's a well-oiled machine. It's been running for, what, 13 yeah, years Yeah, I think now? it's 13 14, years. Something like that? Yeah. And you, so is that something that you bring to your kitchen or you think it's only possible there? We try to. We try to keep it clean and tidy. Uh, we took over this building from somebody else that had a restaurant before, and I don't think they ever knew what a scrub brush was. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so it, it yeah. needed some TLC. When a lot of in. TLC. I think we're still doing the TLC. <laughs> Nine months in. Wow. <laughs> so do you have a mentor? Was it someone in culinary school or like a, a, think, an yeah. uncle? Or uh, I have... I guess two or three. I guess my grandmother lived with us growing up, and she was from Sicily, so she was always cooking at home. And then my high school had a culinary program, mm. and Chef Z, Mrs. Zafirana, she just retired this year. She tried to get me to take over for her, but I, I went and taught one class after school, and I was like, no fucking way, dude. These kids are <laughs> high school kids. No attention span. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah. Like, this is how we make pasta, and then 30 kids just disappeared. I don't know where they They're went. They're all going through puberty. Yeah. It was wild. Do you think when you were in that class, huh. you appreciated it right off the bat, or it's later I, in life? I think so. There were there were a few of us that were really into it, and she said, you guys should go to culinary school. Like, okay, great. That's easy. Huh. So is that, that what you did? You went to culinary school yeah. right away? Yep, right out of high school. All right. Next, who's the yeah. third? Um, Lad that? Definitely Ladner, for sure. Really? Yeah. I was working at Lupa as a cook. Oh, wow. And he would come in. It was Steve, Steve Connington. Yeah, he was there. And then Cruz came and took over. Wow. And then Mark would just kind of like randomly show up on Sundays by himself and make me make pasta and tell me how shitty it was. And then I would have to <laughs> remake it. And he would tell me what I did wrong or what I did right. And he would just keep going and going and going and going. And then randomly hanging out with like Cesare and and uh, kevin garcia at like takashi for some reason like why why do you keep calling me to hang mm. out with you i don't understand you're good you're good your <laughs> pasta was not 
too shitty. And it was just I, I'm a pretty sure at like 4 a.m. on a park bench drinking out of a brown paper bag, he was like, you remind me of me when I was young. You're like a little pompous fuck. <laughs> but you don't show anybody. You just you don't say it. You just do the work. You just do the work and you shut up. That's, that, that was that Jersey, was me. right? That, is that in Jersey? No, that was in Manhattan. Yeah, that was in Manhattan on a park bench at 4 a.m. And then, so what, then, you be, then he moved you over to Del Posto? And, and then I went there, and I was only there for a couple months the first time, and then it was, it was I, bad timing for me. Not the right time for me to be there. And then I went on to the Danny Meyer world and did Mylino and opened up Marta with Chef Nick and then went back to Del Posto. There's a connection there, Chef Nick, with their kind of fast, casual restaurants in Mark Ladner. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what's your management style like? With your team. How big is your team at Fox and Falcon front and back? Front and back? Ugh. I think we have eight cooks in the kitchen. Wow. So small. Like one prep guy. Sounds like a lot. Two dishwashers. We had a guy on last Compared week. Compared to last alone. week's guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's last week. It's like 10 yeah. seats, 12 seats. Yeah, so exactly. Wild. <laughs> so, yeah, you're big compared to that. Yeah. We so, also, there's also 180 seats at Fox and Falcon. It's, there's three bars on two floors. And are you the owner? And no, no. no. D- uh, David Masoni. Okay. And Who had uh, all the tall day. Well, I see. Oh, yeah, What's yeah. your management style like? So you're sitting there and talking to your team of eight or team of what, 30 altogether? Yeah, 30, 30, yeah, yeah. 30 altogether. Yeah, with front of the house. Um, I'm, I, I grew up in the world of where the, the yelling was kind of like still happening in the kitchen. And I just always saw no one responding very well to it. So it's like, I'm never going to be a yeller. I hate that. And yeah, just like firm talking, you know, not, not like, you're terrible. You suck. Wow. It's just like, this is why you do it this way. Like a little more coaching than, and more like buddy, buddy than like talking sure. down to. Cause then you I get more out of the person. Berating was the best way oh, to yeah. increase morale. For sure. Uh, yeah. I always figure a good berating. <laughs> no, I think really that, uh, and does that, do, do people stick works, around? Yeah. Do they're, people they're, learn and it's, grow? It's the same people for the past nine months, basically. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So how is clientele different in New Jersey than in New York? Now, granted, as we were talking before with, you know, and we were talking about how all people, once you, once you do well, you leave the city, you have a house in South Orange yeah. or Maplewood. And so is that the New York City day workers going home at night and coming to your restaurant? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, do, I do notice that no one actually eats in, that. I don't think they know what courses are in New Jersey. It's just like, I'll have this with this, 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 this. Like, well, you know, it's going to, you know, you just ordered a pork chop that's 20 ounces well. Right, right. So you're going to wait for your meatballs and your pork chop for like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Right. They want can, we, can, we, can we suggest <laughs> yeah. a salad to start you off or yeah. a cheese plate? Wow, that's interesting. They're so very they're, like, I want this, I want this. And they'll sit there and they'll just wait. But they're As patient. if like, you go out in New York, you're like, all right, so we're going to have these three things to Immediately, start. Yeah. Bottle this. Maybe a couple cocktails. Is that because people like this, need this. to be home by a certain time? I think, I They're think in a rush. I think it might be because it's, it adds it's, time. It's a big community of because no. then you get all your food at the last possible moment versus eating it incrementally. Yeah. Is your menu still divided by app and main? We have we have it sectioned off as app, pasta, yeah. mains. So but it's still out. like you, you try to suggest it. Some people get it, yeah. which is good. But yeah. I, I think it's also everybody that, like you said, moved out from mostly Brooklyn. Almost all of our friends. They're from. Oh, I lived in. Williamsburg. Like me too. Are they more oh, discerning <laughs> in New York or in New Jersey or anything? Um, Nothing like that, right? Same nah, food? Same, same food. food. Same food. Yeah, they're just, there's something weird about them, but it, it's busy, which is great. <laughs> busy is good. Yeah. Post Labor Day like, Post Labor Day is good. Like we want, they want everything 
quickly mm-hmm. because they have to. They usually have like babysitters, or their kids are at home, or they're trying to eat before their kids get home from whatever. Well, yeah, practice it's probably they have not as know. many uh, young couples where they can yeah. stay out till eleven on a Wednesday. Yes, I watched the Gilded Age, okay. uh, and uh, it was talking about the Astors and the Carnegies, and Astor threw a very big party, or no, uh, Vanderbilt threw a very big party. Everyone had to be invited. Four hundred guests were invited, and you know what time it started? Eleven p.m. What? And I, I do think people, and I always believe that my mom went out later. She stayed, she would come home at one o'clock, 12 mm-hmm. o'clock, even if I was with her and be out with her friends or whatever, if it was one of those nights, like that was out. I don't think we got home at 10. We got home at like midnight, one o'clock. And, you know, I might be playing or falling asleep at the table. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was very civilized. Now, today, night well, That's more the European way. Also, um, post theater, everyone went out. Oh, half the theater would fill right. 30 restaurants. Now, no, post-theater, yeah. no, they, they won't. No, the pre-theater yeah, is the where 47th Street is packed. In the Every days, restaurant is busy from 515 yeah. to 655. Here's our order. we got to be out by 6.30. People used to stay out later. You know, this desire to race home and definitely be asleep by midnight. Like, what's up? Sometimes you might go to sleep at 2. I always say, if you don't come, like, crawling home drunk at least once a year, something's wrong with <laughs> once you. Once a year. You're you're living, you're living too, or, or so much food that yeah, you have to yeah. fall asleep like on the toilet. No, but just you have to be a glutton sometimes, and you don't have to live even 365 days a year. You just have to average even yeah. at the end of the year. So you go on a diet, eat nothing for a month. That's fine too. Yeah. Well, anyway, what would you say is your most original moment in the kitchen? I guess through Does it the have lens to be of a, a dish. Gluttony? No. no, it could be something refined. Man, I don't know. Is there is anything original? Have anymore? you ever done something that is mm. your I don't want to call it signature? Something you just did particularly well? Um, or it came easy. Like to Julian you. pork roll, for Julian example. Pork roll. <laughs> I feel like we actually, Mark and I did make pork roll. Yeah. I thought we spent like four months just making it for no reason because <laughs> he was like, I don't know what what it is. Like, what? I had to go buy some for him. He's like, this is so fucking salty. I'm like, all right, we'll make our own, and then it went nowhere. But. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if there's nothing, I mean, it's hard to say original, but is there a... What are you the best at? What What would you say you average a 95 on when you make it then versus an 85? Or... Uh, I would say any pasta cookery is usually, is my thing, I think, okay. is what, what I really like grab And it's onto. hard to be a good pasta. Like, yeah, where I do people to... go wrong in pasta? What, what uh, are some of the chief ways? Timing, too much sauce, not enough sauce. Not enough salt and water. You guys, you know, not a good ingredient. Not not a good pasta. You know, not the good yeah, ingredients. For sure. that, that was one of the Latin things. He was like, "This is good, but it could be better with better ingredients." You're like, God damn, I can't, I can't do anything right. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you, you learn. That's yeah. a mentor. That's right. I'm sorry. You guys have to ask Matt your famous question, the the Meghan Markle question. All right. Well, to round out the show. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> who is Meghan Markle? We, you know Ma- Meghan. The Duchess, not the, not the German Chancellor, who won <laughs> chef. Was like I would feed her dumplings and 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 krafen. All right, we so like, Why are so quickly before about? we go to the next show because there's someone up at eleven. Uh, Meghan Markle was just in town to watch her friend Serena Williams play at the U.S. Open. So we wanted to ask you if it was up to you, a single bite, what would you feed that her courtside? While watching courtside, the game. yes, courtside. Oh, it would have to be like highbrow lowbrow combo, like a like a. Caviar and potato a dog. chip with sour cream and caviar oh, on it. You know, yeah. something like that. All right, we knew we liked you. Nice. The nice. Best. best answer I've heard yet. Yeah. Oh, right. well, that was an ace. Oh. Why would you say you love that answer? That's calling it a zero in tennis. <laughs> Why would you do that, Eric? 
<laughs> Love Come means zero. What you wanted to say is he aced. I didn't know we were. What? Don't you know the know tennis we lingo? I spent five uh, hours watching the Nadal on Sunday night. I was exhausted Ooh. by the time the match was over. The correct would have been like after he said that advantage. Advantage, match. yes. Yeah, all right. Well played. All right. Match point. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's call a deuce. I mean, a truce. Well done. Sorry. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Football. <laughs> All right, everyone. We are. Uh, we will see you next week. Stick around for A Taste of the Past up at 11. Chef Matt, thanks so much for joining thanks us. Thanks, Chef. Me. The Main Course OG is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.